Hey there, Radiant Souls. It's your host, Gina Kunarian, bursting with excitement to welcome you back to Season 2 of the Shine Within Podcast. You've been with me through our incredible first season, and now it's time to crank up the intensity. You know me, your energetic cheerleader, a mom to three fabulous boys, an empowering certified massage therapist, and the game-changing alcohol-free sobriety coach. With my trademark enthusiasm, I'm here to uplift more motivated women to break free from the chains of alcohol dependency. And guess what? We're still defining the norms with our unique, non-traditional approach. Get ready to supercharge your transformation as I bring you an all-new lineup of awe-inspiring guests this season. They're the powerhouses in the realms of mindset, health, and spirituality. And they're all set to equip you with potent tips and tools. We're talking about crafting unyielding confidence, honing laser-focused clarity, and infusing your life with exhilarating energy. This season, our mission is to ignite your creative potential to even greater heights, helping you to manifest the life of your dreams, all while living vibrantly alcohol-free. So buckle up as we journey deeper into the realm of self-discovery, awakening the inner magnificence that's ready to burst forth. Season 2 of Shine Within is about to take you to new horizons. Get ready to experience your true power and unleash your brilliance. Hello, lovely listeners. I'm so thrilled you're tuning in today and gaining insights from our podcast. If this episode resonates with you, I invite you to delve deeper by checking out the show notes. You'll find enriching details about today's discussion and an exclusive opportunity to join our free Facebook group, Awaken Souls. Awaken Souls is a sanctuary for women on a path towards sobriety, whether you're just curious or already on this transformative journey. It's a place of solidarity and understanding where you can forge connections with women who share your commitment to an alcohol-free life. Inside, you'll find specially crafted free resources that are designed to empower and support you every step of the way. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could leave a rating. Your feedback is invaluable, helping me to bring more of the content that touches and inspires you. Together, we're building momentum on this journey towards wellness. Remember, you are not alone. I am here with you, supporting you at every turn. Today's guest's journey is a testament to the power of balancing professional aspirations with personal growth. From her impactful work in healthcare systems to her multilingual prowess, her story is sure to inspire. Join us as we explore the narratives of community heroes and discover the secrets to a balanced and fulfilling life. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. Gabby Akala is the insightful host of Akada Paso, a podcast celebrating unsung community heroes. With over two decades in healthcare and project management, Gabby specializes in transforming healthcare system towards value-based care. Her career spans multiple prestigious organizations, including Community Care Cooperative and Mass General Brigham. Gabby's achievements range from telehealth implementation during the pandemic to strategic development in Medicare risk adjustment. She holds an MA in economics from the University of Michigan and is a multilingual in English, Spanish, and French. Lucky, I wish I was. You know, I was, I never even been to Mexico and I'm like fifth generation 
here. So it's like, oh, I wish I was able to learn the language of Spanish. Unfortunately, my dad passed away when I was a baby and that side of the family all spoke Spanish uh, very well. So I'm so happy that you're on my show today. Uh, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be uh, here and thank you. I know to be on the other side, right? Yes. <laughs> I haven't done the other side that much. Yes. And that's how I feel sometimes when I'm guessing on podcast shows. I'm like, ah. I get like kind of nervous. I'm like, why am I nervous? Like I have my own show, <laughs> but it's so much fun. It's and different. I, yeah, it is different. Um, but I wanted to talk about your podcasting and your podcast show because I love it because it is celebrating those heroes. The ones, you know, we, we see celebrities all the time and they're celebrated and we don't even know why they're really celebrated. What? Cause they out a good song or acted in a good movie, but our true heroes are within the communities here close, like our next door neighbors, you know, whether they're, you know, helping the homeless uh, by giving them food, whether they're, you know, at children's libraries, uh, where they're reading books to the children, you know, different types of uh, communities have certain heroes. So I love your podcast. And if you can just share what inspired you to go ahead and start your own podcast. Oh, my God, this is, can I hire you to be the marketing person in my show, please? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was precisely, well, a few things. I always wanted to write about my personal growth journey or like the things I was reading. And I've always been into these things, but I didn't consider myself a good writer. So I put it in the back of my head. And also it's like, that's not gonna make, get me anywhere. Like I need money to survive. So I just put it outside. And during the pandemic, I got a training to do podcasts at a really, really reasonable price. And my husband says, why don't you try that? That you don't need to write, but you can say the things. And I say, well, but it, I don't want it to be about me. So I realized from listening to podcasts that everything was about celebrities and how they can teach you to get to the highest level. And I'm like, but what about the people that are around us that are doing amazing stuff, but they're not material for podcasts? Why don't we learn through their journey and reflections? And I wanted to combine learning their about their journey, but also reflecting about life with them. So that's where it came. And I just started doing it all, all by my own. COVID was a great moment because I wasn't socializing. So that's what took me there. That's amazing. Yes, I remember when I was starting my podcast journey, because everyone else was doing a podcast. I was in a business coaching group. And then I was like, wow, I wonder what it'd be like. And she's like, one of the ladies there who's like, it's so easy. Just do this, this, this. I'm like, okay. And I felt like I had to like learn as I do it. And I was making a lot of errors. There's a lot of glitches. I still make errors here and there, but it's okay. It's part of the learning process. It's part of it, yes. Right? Like it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I always was, my biggest fear was to, is public speaking. That was my one of my biggest fears since I was a little girl. And now that I'm actually talking out to globally, you know, you are too, <laughs> to the whole world. Um, I don't think like that anymore. And that was one fear that I have overcome. And I wanted to ask you, um, we're talking a little bit about overcoming fears and also how to balance 
our lives because podcasting does take time <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing your own editing and everything. But can you share a, perhaps even a personal story about a significant fear you faced and overcame? Yes. So I think I have a few fears in life. Fortunately, none of them have been, they haven't limited limit my life sorry they have they haven't been limiting um I do remember one that was almost limiting my life I mean and it did limit my life for for a day and I'm gonna say about it so it was about public speaking actually it was presenting at conference I just I don't know what it was, but I was so afraid. I think I was so afraid of making a mistake or something stupid or not having a topic that was relevant for the audience. I don't know. I think or, or all of them. And I got invited to a conference. It was the first time I get invited to a conference. And literally the day before, I canceled. I said, I can't do it. And I, I invented something. I think I lie, I guess. I don't know, which is really bad. But I couldn't, and it was really bad. And they they were very upset with me. And this is a this is very a long long time ago. Um, and then I was working at a company like I don't know like five years later, and they have a training on presenting conference presenting or presenting to your board or whatever. And I did the training, and the person who gave the training was very empowering. I, he asked me about fears and I said what my fears was and I said maybe my accent and she said think about how many people can present in a language that is not theirs that should be empowering and not limiting and that comment really changed the way I saw presenting and then I started risking and putting myself out there even with my accent I mean, it, it limited me when I said for a day is because I didn't go to the conference, but it also limited me until I took that training. Yes. And I actually got back from a conference, uh, I think it was in late October. And a lady, you know, I think she was either from Argentina or Venezuela. And she, you know, has a beautiful, I mean, she has an accent, but that was her biggest fear. And she shared that with us on stage. She's like, one mm. of the biggest things was I my accent. I was afraid to go on there and just not know how to sound properly. And But you know what? It re, it's relatable because, heck, I speak English. And <laughs> I don't know, we sound like the proper English. <laughs> you know what I mean? So and, um, and so that's awesome that you're able to, just to say, you know what? That person put like planted seeds in your head where you're like, yes, that makes sense. That's I can go ahead and stand up on stage and they can relate to me. And it just makes a big, big, big difference. But what are some strategies do you find most effective in confronting and overcoming fears, would you say? So I think what I've been trying to do, I mean, and it depends on the fear you have. You have. Um, some fears, like one fear that I have is to be, to age alone. Like, so... I think sometimes what I do with that one is that I say, okay, that's in the future. I can't start thinking about that. I can only control what, it, not even, I cannot control anything, but I can only do things for my present and do the things, I mean, try to socialize, have friends, go out, find things that you're passionate about. But what I do with the fears is 
sit on it. I say, okay, why do I feel this way? Acknowledge that I have that fear. And then say, what is it doing to me? And once I do that, I connect with that feeling and I'm able to find ways to overcome the fear. But I think also it's easier to say now at my, I mean, with experience, because now I know that fear melts once you face the fear. But it took me a few years to realize that. It took me a few occasions of confronting my fear to realize that it just disappears when you confront your fears. So that's what I do now. Yes. And it's so true. You actually have to just do it mm-hmm. in order for you to build that courage that you no longer have that fear anymore. And my big fear was always snakes. So one time uh, there were snakes, like some friends of ours just happened to bring their pet snakes so we can see it. <laughs> and we're like, and here I was like all panicky and, you know, but I'm like, you know, let me overcome my fear and actually hold it. I mean, it wasn't a huge snake. Obviously it wasn't like a rattlesnake or a black mamba or anything like that. <laughs> Those ones I will stay away from. Um, but I was able to hold it and then touch it and then view, look at it differently of without like a fearful mindset, but more of like a loving mindset. And it kind of like, I kind of bonded with it. I was like, oh, wow, oh, maybe I shouldn't wow. be like a fearful of these snakes. And so I was very surprised. So you never know if once you come get over that, that fear, that mindset, like that fear and just do it, then you'll and notice. Also, you think sometimes the fear, you, you make the story in your mind. Mm-hmm. You make a story in your mind that is worse than it actually ends up being you have all these and it's going to happen this and then this and this and this and then when you actually do it it's not it wasn't as bad mm-hmm. so yes 100% 100% and but in your opinion what is the the role of fear as far as like personal growth and development i know i kind of touched on it a little bit by saying you just got to do it but what 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 are some other things i guess i mean it depends on the fear again Professionally speaking, I think fear makes me prepare better. In the case of presentation, what made me do was, okay, I need to take a training. If I think I'm not good enough to go on a, why don't I go and do some training and figure out what where I can get better? Or if I don't know a topic, I do more research about the topic. Or I look for people who know more about it. So it makes me do something towards that fear. I think other fears are more, well, again, it's a similar concept. I think it helps you make changes in your life that will prevent that fear to be stronger than it actually is. Like if I'm fearful of being alone, I can do a few things here. It's not a guarantee but I can do things right now in my life, like cultivate my friendships and my family relationship so that I'm not alone when I'm old. It's not gonna, it's not gonna guarantee anything, but it helps. So I think that's what it does. It actually is telling you something that you should be doing to get to wherever you wanna be. 
That makes sense. Yes. And just building that awareness, like, hey, why do I have this fear? What's going on within me? And then just find out like, okay, well, what do I need to do in, in order for me to overcome that fear? Now, one of my other fears, I what I used to have is making sure everything is done uh, so I don't become overwhelmed. But I think by doing that, I get overwhelmed regardless <laughs> of doing so, tasks. It's so funny. I just had a conversation exactly about that with someone who was asking me about belief that we have. And I said, well, one of my fears is not to be able to accomplish everything that I want during the week. And I now that you're saying. Yeah, I it's it's common and we're talking about also like life balance and so can you share a time when you felt life was out of balance and how did you recognize it and what steps did you take to address it so i think i'm blessed and i didn't realize that until recently i think i'm blessed by an ability to balance my circles in a really good way so my body really speaks up when I'm getting out of balance. So I have always been able to have a really balanced life. Like I need friends, I need family, I need exercise, I need work. I can't be one thing. And I I mean, I obviously I, I have read things, I have done other things in life, but I think it's very internal in me to find ways to stay balanced. It's just, I start getting, sad when something is unbalanced in my life like if I'm not working then I start getting anxious because I'm not working or if I'm working too much and I haven't seen my friends I really get anxious so I start reaching out to friends but not only I recognize that I'm getting unbalanced but I also take action so I was in a session with my therapist last year and she says you you gotta realize that you were you have a really good thing inside of you. I mean, this is a a good way of balancing yourself. So I wish I had a book to recommend on that, but I, I think I was like blessed with that. Yes, and you'll notice as ba with balance, everybody's balance is different in life. <laughs> it yeah. can mean one thing to somebody, it can com completely mean something else to another person. Now, for me, balance is just like how you said it, you know, where if something doesn't feel aligned and you're like, something's off, like, what is going on? And it could be because you're not in a community where, you know, it kind of uplifts your spirit when you're amongst other women or men that you have the same, uh, you guys are like in alignment when it comes to your goals or your motivations or whatever that it is. And I noticed that like, and your body does tell you too, like, hey, something's misaligned, like my body, whenever I don't do any type of like physical movement in the morning time, whether that's stretching or walking or even breathing, I notice that my day is not, not as, yeah, it doesn't flow as peacefully as it normally does is because something's out of line <laughs> me move doing movements so just recognizing like the movements and like what what in my day makes me happier and also making sure that you don't over stimulate your mind just thinking that I'm going to have to do all these things and then you wind up being burned out and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about burnout have you ever actually experienced that and how did you recover from it and what did you learn about balancing life better I don't think I have ever been burned out. I mean, I have been <laughs> stressed. I have, I have experienced stress 
moments of stress. I have experienced moments where I feel anxious. But burnout, the full definition, I haven't. And I guess it's exactly because of what we spoke before. I have an autoregulator in my body. And I don't know, it just, it works really well. And I guess not only my body speaks, but I'm able to listen to my body. And immediately, and I can recognize what happened. Like what you're saying, if I don't exercise in the, mor in the morning, I don't function. My family, they're afraid when I don't exercise in the morning. They're like, no, no, no go, go, you can do it. <laughs> because, yeah. Or if I'm super overworked, I know I have to do something about it. I need to take a step back. So, and I actually do it. I take the step back and I figure out what are the things that I need to draw. That's hilarious that you said that your family, you're like, no, go work out. No, <laughs> no, no. You actually this morning is because of the weather i said okay i'm not gonna work out today and my husband is like no please do go <laughs> because it calms our mind you know same thing <laughs> it's like you know whenever their husbands know like whatever makes us happier you know in the, in the day because when yeah. we're happy then the family is happy in the home <laughs> it really starts with the wife huh? <laughs> and so um i was also going to talk to you about the different like techniques that you use and strategies you use to maintain balance during stressful times. Like for me, like whenever I'm stressed out, I like to breathe. Breathing mm -hmm. for me really helps me clear out any negative energy that's in my body. And it helps me escape the reality into like a spiritual realm where it's like, it was like a portal, you know, when you're doing meditation, breathing, whatever you're escaping, you're not like in that theta brainwave, you're escaping somewhere else. And it's completely fun for me. Um, so what are some strategies you use? Um, I exercise definitely is one, but I think it's also, let me start from the beginning. I think waking up in the morning and having a cup of coffee in silent with either a 10 minute meditation or 10 minutes of mindfulness of seeing my house and the sun that comes into my house or reading a chapter of a book, then going to exercise and then writing my journal. It's like super, it helps me center and having gratitude, also learn from the day before. So it's like, there are questions in my journal about the day before, what I learned from the day before, what I did in the day before, and then about what I'm grateful right now and what my plan is for the day. And that really helps me kind of start with a, the right food in the day and stay more balanced. It's like, it brings me awareness, I, I will say. Yeah, awareness is always key. Now, like my 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 three steps of uh, how to overcome overwhelm is first, I always have to like take a breath, you know, step away from the desk. Normally, <laughs> sometimes it's when I experience overwhelm, it's always in front of the computer. It's like, you know, our tasks that we do and what we have to do because we have our own business and we have our own shows and things like that. And um, And then I go ahead and write down everything that is on my mind as far as what I need to do. And then I will go ahead and prioritize them. I'm like, okay, which one is the most important one for me to do right now today? And then I will just tackle that. 
And then I will do the next one, then the next one. And that tends to help me out a little bit just by pausing and stepping away and say, okay, what's really going on here? I don't need this overwhelm. I don't need to feel burnt out. I don't need to feel stressed. I don't need anxiety right now. It's going to be okay because every time we have experienced that, we've come out okay. (laughs) Totally, totally. And I think I read recently about this prioritization. Me too. I have the list. I prioritize but also asking yourself, do I really need to do this? Mm-hmm. And do I really need to do it now? What happened if I don't do it at this moment? Because sometimes we just, depending on your personality, you st- we start putting things on the list and it's get done and we have to feel this responsibility that it needs to get done. And then you're like, no, I don't. And the other thing that I learned recently, it's really, I mean, I, I'm a solo consultant I'm, I'm an entrepreneur right now so i need to be really good at this it's delegating i finally got a virtual assistant back in april and i'm like all this time i'm thinking i can do this my, by myself why would i spend the money on this i don't and now that we have been working for like six months is one of the best things that i've done that's amazing There's way more you can delegate than what we think Yes. And how does that work out with a, a virtual? So they, do they help you with like your emails and how does that work? It depends. You, you decide, but it helps me like uh, setting up appointments. It helps me creating invoice templates or for podcasts, for example, if I want to do, I want to learn about what podcasts are going on in Latin America. I ask him to research that for me and bring podcasts that are related to what I do. Um, it could be helping me with some changes. Oh, oh, like, you know, when you share your podcast, he normally creates the links to oh, Apple nice. Podcasts, YouTube. Instead of me going into each site and getting the link, he does that for me. Well, that's so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I may need to look into that in the future too sometime because it is know. challenging, you know, to do it all. Like I'm a solopreneur. I do everything by myself and then I have to like learn on my own. And then I, my husband, he's a, even though he's an engineer and very intelligent, I ask him the questions like, Hey, how do I do this? How do I maybe like, you know, cause I have a Facebook group. How do I go ahead and do like a zoom video and then have it uh, also air on the Facebook group? At the same time, I can talk to people who are actually on the Zoom. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know that stuff. And you have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like, so you oh. do ask your virtual assistant to do the research. That's awesome. That. Yes. And so I took time, did my own research, had to figure it out on myself. But that saves time when you have somebody oh, else to de- delegate those tasks for you. That's awesome. And going back to your your podcast, um, any, any other new or exciting um let me just back up. I actually want to know because I I was inspired by this one one story. It was an Indian lady because my husband's Indian. I forget okay. the lady's name, but a new a new. Oh, yeah. I loved her story. Can you just talk a little bit about her her story a little bit because it really touched my heart and I it made me feel like so happy <laughs> in the day. Yeah. yeah. So I met a new here in Boston. And we were talking one day and I don't know, one thing led to another. And then I said, I don't know how we got this to topic, but basically what she does is she hosts people who come 
to Boston for medical treatment that are gonna stay for a long time in Boston and cannot afford a hotel, she hosts them in her house in spare rooms that she has so that they don't have to spend money in a hotel. And also they have some company. I mean, they don't feel like, you know, they are in a this room uh, in a random hotel. So she does that, but she's also now helping kids in India have libraries, shoes for exercise. She's now hosting pickleball. I don't know if you have heard of pickleball clinics in India for free so that those kids have a sport to play and they, you know, keep them out of the street, also give them something healthy to do. And she does this because she wants to help people, I means because she wants to help them. It's, it's a, and she's, you know, again, she's not a famous person under whatever definition famous is or celebrity, maybe that's the, the right word, but she has a huge impact in her community. Yeah, in her community and also in India. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah. You know, I've heard of pickleball before. So I'm a massage therapist as well. And then I have a pro uh, private clients. It's a son and a father. And they play pickleball all the time with um, his wife. So they'll all they'll go out playing pickleball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and can you explain what pickleball is? Because I hear it so much now like it's very common everyone's talking about pickleball so I'm very interested in that so I mean I guess I will define it it's you play in a tennis court it's a it's a racket sport you play in a tennis court that is a smaller you normally play double or although they're single and it's similar to playing I don't know it's a combination of ping pong squash tennis I guess uh but I, I think it has become very popular because it's a sport that you can get better at it pretty fast. It doesn't require you to be running on a huge court like tennis. So you can play as you age. And also it's very social. It's a really social sport that creates community. So I think that's what have made it very famous. Yes, because my client's about like 74, 75 years old. <laughs> so now, plays a, it, lot yeah. of, a lot of 20 year olds are playing. Oh, yeah. So the son, he's like in his early 30s, I think. Yeah, he's playing. They love it. And then 20 year olds yeah, and then the kids, too. So, yeah, when I was young, I used to love playing like wall ball and like two square, four square, those things. So this is like the next level <laughs> pickleball, right? That is so cool. And also, I think... um. It brings generations together. That's really like you can be in a core with a 70 year old, a 20 year old, a 50 year old, and a 30 year old. That I see very commonly now. So it, it's a good place and it's, it doesn't cost too much money. That's another amazing thing. Yeah, that's right. It's almost free. <laughs> and almost you mean. Yeah. yeah. And you meet friends and you build community that way, which then will help balance your life better <laughs> when you have All that right. community. And then, you know, if you have a if you're of community, then you will get over your fear by joining a community and being involved in something called like pickleball. So that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know because I know I used to be an extrovert. 
uh, when I was drinking heavily and now I'm more of an introvert. I could be, I'm actually both. Like I, I, I'm fine socially and I'm fine by myself. <laughs> I'm fine both ways. Um, but when I'm social, I, I feel like I don't need to drink anymore. I just enjoy the company of others and I vibe off their, well, their vibration. That's why it's called vibe and just their energy. And it's just amazing. And yeah, well, what I was going to ask you before we we're talking about a new is um, any, any initiatives or any projects that you're working on for the future? Yes. So, well, I have, like you mentioned before, when you introduced me, I have my own consulting business in healthcare. That's like, I call that my day job. And then the podcast is my, like my hobby for now. Um. So on my company, I want to start, I'm creating this partnership with other consultants that we want to expand our skills, put our skill together to have a bigger offering. So that's one thing that I'm working on. And the other one for the podcast is, well, I'm going to go into season three, starting in March, I'm going to be doing season three, but I just want to learn more about other podcasts, what other people are doing, like you and I are doing here. Um, and, um, maybe start going to conference to see what else is out there and just continue the growth of doing this and probably more public speaking uh, or moderating groups, something on that line. That's amazing. And are you currently taking guests for your podcast? I am. Yes. I'm always taking guests for my, for my podcast and for the season three, I want to start learning for from people that have created their own business that are impacting their community. So I'm gonna be doing a combination because a lot of my audience have been asking me for more examples of people who have done their own business mm-hmm. and how those things are impacting their community. So I might bring more people like this. Oh, yes. That's wonderful. That's exciting. In March season three. That's awesome. Now, where can our listeners go ahead and find your podcast, um, follow you? Yes. So I have a website. It's called acadapaso.com. My podcast right now is a hybrid. It's English and Spanish. But if you go to my website, you can filter for the ones in Spanish and for the ones in English. And there I provide all the links uh, for my Instagram account, for my podcast, for my um, YouTube channel. So you can find all the information there. And the Instagram is at cada paso as well. So you can find it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yes. And you remind me, I really want you to meet somebody. Her name is Alejandra Marquez. She's, I don't know if she was uh, Venezuelan or... I forget, somewhere in South America, but she lives in Spain right now. And she is a business coach and she's done amazing things. She has her own podcast, bilingual as well, English and Spanish. Oh, and um, I would love for you to go ahead and meet her. And she's amazing because I've worked with her as well. And she, I, she's like one of my dearest friends. Love- <laughs> Be yeah, so I will go ahead and give you her information as well then. Just side note, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank yes, you. Yes, of course. Well, thank you so much, Gabby. Any last words or thoughts that you would like to share? No, I just want to thank you. I love your podcast as well. Um, it's very inspiring and I don't know, it's, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for hosting me. 
Absolutely. My pleasure. And it's always an, it's always a pleasure having fellow podcast hosts here on my show because it's not competition. We want to share and uplift everybody. And that's what I love doing. I want to share as much as I can because when I, I recognize someone's doing good within the world, I want to always like uplift them, say, hey, <laughs> check this person out, you know, because we are the true celebrities, you know. <laughs> like the ones who are creating impact on earth i think yeah <laughs> so thank you for all you do gabby it's been a pleasure thank you so much and have a great day to my cherished listeners from the very depths of my heart thank you every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews your kindness shines so brightly and if you haven't yet know that your voice and support always matter your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1-855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.